0: what is Christian apologetics, and why should Christians care about it? My name is Kyle Keltz, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about what apologetics is and why it is important for Christians to know. I'm also going to introduce this podcast series and tell you all the topics we are going to be covering. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you'll stick around to listen to the episodes in this series. Welcome everyone. This is the first video in a series of videos I was going to do on apologetics. My name is Kyle Kelts. I teach Intro to Philosophy, uh, Intro to World Religions, and English Composition at South Plains College in Leveland, Texas. I have a Ph.D. in Philosophy of Religion. I also have a Master's Degree in Apologetics from Southern Evangelical Seminary. And um, this video series is coming from an a, a intro to apologetics course I taught at Kingdom Preparatory Academy here in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Kingdom Preparatory Academy is a classical Christian school, and this course was taught to um, uh, high school students, juniors, and seniors. It was dual credit. So, um, all of the material in, in these videos is going to be at that undergraduate level, so it's not completely basic. But it, I mean, but it will get deep. It will tend to get deep sometimes. Um, In this video, we're going to be talking about what is apologetics. If you don't even know what that is right now, Um, but I wanted to say uh, this material is from a course I taught. If you ever see in these slides a uh, place where um, there's a page number and and it at the end of a a term or a quote, um, it is pointing to this. Uh, textbook that we use for our course called Christian Apologetics, a comprehensive case for biblical faith by Douglas, uh, Dr. Douglas Grotice. Okay, um, so just getting that out of the way. But yeah, I, I just, um, I had, um, I taught this course in the spring of uh, 2021 and. I got excited about the material. I just thought I would share it with YouTube. Uh, so some of the, some of this, I mean, all of this material is going to be loosely based off of that class. I've made some modifications here and there. Uh, but yeah, um, I just wanted to make a, a YouTube series. Um, you might also be listening to this on a podcast. I'm going to try to make it so that I read everything for people who are just listening on audio. Uh, but yeah, in this in this series we're going to be covering an intro to apologetics. Like I said, uh, in a lot of these videos, a lot of the topics might go way deeper, but if you are familiar with intro classes, you're trying to cover so much it's it's really shallow. You can't ever dig too deep into anything. I try to keep these videos uh, under an hour or around an hour. Um, but here's all the topics we'll be covering, intro to apologetics. The biblical basis for apologetics, there's um, almost 30 uh, topics we'll be covering. The third one is apologetic method, then we'll be talking about the objectivity of truth. After that we get into arguments for God's existence, cosmological arguments, the Kalam cosmological argument, then I'll talk about design arguments, specifically the argument from fine tuning after that. Then I'll talk about the moral argument, and before I do that I'll talk about the objectivity of morality. After we go from God's existence, we'll be covering arguments for um, why we think that human beings have a soul. I'll even have a lecture on why we think it's self defeating to believe that you don't have a soul. Um, After this, we'll move on. Um, You know, if you're familiar, and I'll talk about this in later videos, if you're familiar with the three step apologetic method, it, it mainly starts with defi- uh, defending that uh, truth is objective then you defend the truth of theism and you provide arguments for god's existence then you move on to the truth of jesus resurrection so to prepare for that we'll be talking about why we think miracles are possible uh, we'll be talking about why we think historical knowledge is possible then we'll examine the new testament documents and the writers try to argue that they're reliable talk about jesus self-understanding um, problems that people have pointed out with the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Then we'll talk about uh, arguments for the resurrection of Jesus, and then I'll focus in on a specific argument for Jesus' resurrection, the modern trilemma argument. Um, Once we've done that, we have pretty much will have covered everything in the three-step apologetic method. Then I'll show why all of this points to the inerrancy and inspiration of the Bible, and then we'll move on to some topics that aren't necessarily related, I mean, that aren't included in the three-step um, method, but, but are some really important apologetic topics nonetheless. Religious pluralism, um, how, do we, how do Christians deal with the fact that there's many world religions, uh, the destiny of the, of the unevangelized, that's the question of what happens to people who never heard the gospel before they die the problem of evil, um, answers to the problem of evil, the Bible and evil, what the Bible has to say about evil and why it's here. Then we'll talk about, we'll finish it off with faith and reason. What's the relationship between those? Are they contradictory? And uh, scientism, okay? So that's what all these videos are going to be about. So if you're watching this before they all came out, that you can look forward to seeing videos on that. So yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that both... Uh, believers and non-believers will be watching these videos. I'm not going to be speaking. uh, I'm going to try not to speak completely biased towards Christianity, which is kind of funny uh, sounding to me because I'm going to be defending the truth of Christianity. But what I I mean by that is is that I'm not going to be talking down to non-believers, non-Christians, okay? Um, I I don't I think that would be actually a wrong thing to do anyways So I'm hoping that these videos will be non-believer friendly and 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 non-christians will will feel comfortable uh, looking all this Um, in in the beginning, you know Throughout these videos. I'm going to defend that the Bible is the Word of God and it's inerrant and uh, inspired. Okay Um, But in in the beginning don't take me to be saying that you know any of these Bible verses prove anything before we've gotten to that point point. I just, um, this did come out of the uh, a, a class at a classical Christian school, and we started every class, obviously, uh, with a Bible verse, and I just, I thought it would be good to keep these in here. It'll give you some insight into what the Bible has to say about apologetically related topics, okay? So, uh, you know, if you don't want to hear about the Bible and you're going through these lectures then then you can just fast forward through these parts. if you're a believer hopefully these will uh, give you some insight into some verses uh, but yeah so first uh, um, Peter 315 if you are familiar with apologetics is it's definitely a verse that apolo- apologists like to use and, and to show that it, it, that the Bible is calling us to do apologetics so this is one of the verses we started with. First um, Peter is a letter. That Peter probably wrote from Rome to Gentile Christians in Asia Minor, which is modern day Turkey. Um, We think he wrote it sometime in the 60s A.D. Okay. And if you if you read the letter, the the context of the letter, you'll see that he is writing to encourage these Christians to stand fast in their faith in spite of the persecution they're experiencing. Uh, We don't think that at that time and place Christianity was illegal. But we do uh, think that they were being persecuted, nonetheless. Okay, um, th- this is a really neat passage. So um, you see it there on the screen, but I- I'd like to go ahead and read it in context. So I'm going to read First Peter three fourteen through sixteen. Okay, um, so First uh, Peter three fourteen says, "But even if you should suffer for righteousness, you are blessed." Do not fear them or be intimidated, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do this with gentleness and reverence, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. Okay, so um, I I think this is a really neat verse. I mean, that's not saying much because I think a lot of verses in the Bible are neat. But um, there's there's for apologetics. Uh, there's a few things to be looking at in this verse. Okay, um, a lot of I've seen a lot of apologists point to this and say this is telling us to do apologetics. Uh, but it's interesting because I mean you know I um people have bad days sometimes, and when people are arguing over things, having debates, you know, it can get heated. Uh, but I always like to point out that yes, this verse is. Telling us to do something close to what we are talking about when we're talking about about apologetics, but two things to note in this verse Okay It's important to remember the context of the of the letter and and to look at some of these things that Peter is saying So he says uh, Be ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you Okay, so um, you know if you remember uh, verse 14, he's saying, don't be intimidated uh, by them, the people who are persecuting you. Be ready for de- to give a defense for people to ask you. So what he's assuming is that in the face of persecution, Christians are going to act Christ-like. And in doing that, whether it's the persecutors or, the, or, or non-believers that are, that are walking alongside the people being persecuted, somebody's going to see the hope that is in these Christians going through the persecution and and be like, you know, how are you, how are you enduring all this with such a a glad heart, you know? And so then they are going to ask them about the hope that is in them. Okay. So, you know, people who get, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, a lot of times this is well-meaning, but Christians who get into these heated debates on, in the comment section of YouTube videos or or, or anywhere where they're basically yelling back and forth at everybody or just condemning people for not being Christians. That is not what Paul, uh, Peter is talking about here, okay? He is, he is saying that first, Well, in the context of this passage anyways, right, you need to be acting Christ-like so that people ask you for the hope that's in you, uh, not you shoving it down their throat or not you uh, trying to quote-unquote own the atheist or something like that, right? People, you need to be acting so Christ-like that people are asking you for the hope that's in you. Okay. Um, a second thing that I, I I don't want people, I try to make sure that people don't overlook with this verse has to do with verse sixteen, which is yet do this with gentleness and reverence. So you're not just supposed, to, and this is similar to you know what we've just talked about. You're not just supposed to be acting Christ-like so that they ask you for the hope that is in you. When you do give that hope that is in you, you do it with gentleness and reverence, okay? So at all times, Christians are to be acting Christ-like, and hopefully that will that will get non-Christians to ask them about the hope that is in them, and then they give a defense, right? And we'll be talking about that word defense here in a second. But at all times, you be, ought, ought to be acting Christ-like. One of the things that I think is so uh, interesting about this passage, so neat about this passage, is that it's coming from Peter, and if you're familiar with the, the gospel stories, you'll know that Peter is the apostle who denied uh, Christ uh, to his face uh, three times, right? Um, so I think, you know, remember, remembering that he's telling Christians to act Christ-like and remembering who this is coming from, you know, it's, it's really important to Peter that Christians do this. Not only act as, as Christ-like as you can, uh, try your best, you know, uh, pray for the Holy Spirit, but also, um, he wants to make sure that, that Christians don't make the same mistake that he did. He denied Christ to his face, and he doesn't want us to do the same, okay? Uh, but yeah, let's, let's get on into what is apologetics in the first place. Um, at the beginning and at the end of every uh, video in this series, I'm going to have uh, reflection questions. So, you know, obviously this will be a video or a podcast, so you won't be able to interact with me directly. Uh, but if you're watching the videos, you know, when you, when you see these questions for reflection, you can be thinking about this while you're watching the video. Um, or you can, um, you know, answer some of these questions in the comments section uh, after you watch the video. It's, it's up to you guys. But just some important things to be thinking about. For, so for this video, uh, a reflection question is, why study apologetics? And our second question is: Do Christians need to defend Christianity in addition to doing evangelism? Okay. Uh, so let's let's get into this. Uh, what is apologetics in the first place? I've been saying that a lot. If you aren't familiar with apologetics, uh, uh, you, you know, I, as an apologist, uh, as someone who has a degree in apologetics, I've told so many people, Christian, non-Christian, yeah, I, I have a degree in apologetics, and. and And they're just like, what in the world is that? You know, uh, if anyone familiar with apologetics and telling other people about it, you know, everyone immediately starts thinking that, what is that? Like you're studying ways to um, say that you're sorry to people. Well, the uh, here's our definition of apologetics from the Grotox text. Uh, Apologetics, the word comes from the Greek apologia uh, and the the Greek word apologia uh, is means to give an answer. It's uh, that word is usually translated as uh, defense or vindication. In 1 Peter three fifteen, uh, this this actually the word that's translated defense is actually apologia. So that's where we get the word from, and that's why we talk about doing Christian apologetics. Uh, but yeah, so um, apologetics is actually a uh, portion a sub-discipline in the study of religion. Um, I teach an intro to world religions class at the community college where I work. And in our intro textbook, it actually mentions apologists. Uh, so there's people who study from, they study religion. Um, if you get into the study of religion, you'll find they, in the intro books, they talk about how there's, um, People who study religion from without and they do it from more of a scientific perspective. There's religious scholars who study religions from within. A third category they talk about is, uh, well, a third category they talk about is is theologians. Um, And then a fourth category they talk about is apologists. And so actually, you can be an apologist for just about anything. You can be a Hindu apologist, you can be an Islamic apologist. In in these lectures, we're going to be talking about Christian apologetics, right? and um, what what you do when you're doing apologetics is that you give people reasons for believing that christianity is true basically that's that's how i would tell someone on the street christian apologetics is, is giving people historical scientific um, and philosophical reasons to believe that christianity is true and 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 there you see our definition uh, from the Grotius text it says that apologetics is the intellectual discipline of presenting the christian worldview as objectively true, rationally compelling, and existentially pertinent to all of life." Uh, so, yeah, I thought uh, Grotei's um, definition was was interesting. Um, so, but having said that, uh, you might be asking, well, why do apologetics, especially in our culture where uh, people think that your religious beliefs ought not to be spoke about in public? Um, well, let's let's get into this. So, Um, As a Christian, I would say there's two main reasons for doing apologetics. One is to speak the truth in love to unbelievers in defense of the gospel. And two is to strengthen the faith of believers. Okay, And um, if you ever get into systematic theology, you will learn that uh, theologians have looked all throughout the New Testament, all throughout the Bible really, and they believe that you can, um, looking at all the verses and all the, the books, you can make conclusions about what Jesus and the apostles meant. Uh, you know, like what, Obviously, Jesus commands believers to, uh, or, or excuse me, um, the the New Testament, the apostles command believers. They tell believers that we need to get together as a group. Um, as a corporate group and worship every Sunday, right? Um, You know, I'm I'm not going to go over all the passages, but uh, theologians have made conclusions that there are not only are we called to get together as a church every Sunday, but we have specific roles that every church is supposed to be playing, okay? If you get into that study, um, I actually took this list from Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. I highly recommend that book. Um, he points out that we think that there are three main roles of every local church. Um, one is to worship God. Two is to nurture church members. Uh, and when I say that, I mean to teach them, uh, preach, lead, support, pray for each other, you know, build each other up, uh, basically. And three is to evangelize and show mercy to the world. Okay. Um, major reasons for doing apologetics really have to do with two and three. Um, When you are defending the truth of Christianity, that is definitely a big part in teaching, obviously, building up the faith of of other believers. Okay. Um, uh, Also, uh, it obviously plays a big role in number three, especially doing evangelism to the world. Um, you know, in the United States, in the Western world, there are so much bad philosophy out there. And people have such different worldviews from Christians that I personally believe apologetics is so important in in basically translating the Christian worldview so that people can understand even what we're talking about when we get to the gospel and telling people the truth of, of the gospel. So, Now, um, you know, whenever I first made this list, I thought, yeah, it's mainly two and three, but obviously, uh, I think it's also plays a role in worshiping God. You know, uh, worshiping God, isn't just about singing songs. Uh, um, Jesus says that we ought to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. Right. So, um, uh, doing apologetics, I also think is worshiping God with your mind. So uh, that that's an important thing as well. So, um, apologetics is really important for Christianity, I don't think that everyone has to be an expert in it. Uh, some people are more called to teaching and evangelism than others, but um, it's really important. You know, if you know anything about the culture in the United States today or in the Western world, you'll know that it is really important for Christians to know what they believe and why they believe it. So um, here's our, uh, question, our reflection questions again. If you want to put some uh, your answer to these in the comments uh, at, after you watch the video or um shoot me an email from at my academic website. Um, I, I just like to close every video with a quick uh, quote. And, um, and yeah, so that's what apologetics is about. Here's a, here's a quote from R.C. Sproul in his book, Defending Your Faith and Introduction. He, R. Uh, Sproul says, defending the faith to the best of our ability is not a luxury in our indulgence and intellectual vanity It is the task given to each one of us as we bear witness to our faith before the world. Um, I I I do want to throw a shout out to um, my seminary. Just want people to be aware. Uh, You know, I got a master's degree and my Ph.D. from Southern Evangelical Seminary in Matthews, North Carolina. Um, They've they've got all the degrees here. You see here, they've got certificates, undergraduate degrees, master's degrees, um, and Ph.D.s, D.Min.s, Doctor of Ministry degrees. Uh, it's a great school. They are very high emphasis on apologetics. There's the website there. it's uh, www.ses.edu. Um, I love it. It's, it's where I was taught. Uh, I also want to um, just uh, give a quick plug to Kingdom Preparatory Academy where I'm, where I teach apologetics every other spring. Uh, Kingdom Preparatory Academy is a K through 12. Classical Christian School here in Lubbock, Texas. Website is kingdomprep.org. So I hope you'll check that out if you're interested in any of that. But yeah, um, in these videos, we're going to be going, uh, it's going to be kind of shallow, but also maybe deep for some people. But if you're interested in in going deeper, definitely check out SES. Uh, If you want to go deeper, you can get an MA there. You can get an undergraduate degree. You can learn some more apologetics. But I will see you guys in the next video. We're going to be talking about the biblical basis for apologetics. Thank you for watching.